1: Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 26th of January. I'm Sam. I'm Lucy. Today's pod is about today, the 26th of January, Australia's National Day and a public holiday. When we polled you, we found that about one in ten TDA readers don't know why Australia Day is held on the 26th of January. So in today's Deep Dive, we're going to look at the history of the day, its protests and its celebrations. Before we get to that chat, Lucy, what is making headlines this morning?
0: The Prime Minister has provided more details around how an inquiry into supermarket prices will work. During his National Press Club address yesterday, Anthony Albanese announced the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, the ACCC, will lead the 12-month inquiry. It follows mounting pressure from state and federal politicians to investigate Coles and Woolworths over concerns surrounding price gouging and billion-dollar profits during the cost-of-living crisis. Both the Queensland government and the federal Senate have announced their own inquiries into supermarket prices.
1: NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, has launched its biggest military drill since the Cold War, with 90,000 troops from dozens of member countries beginning months of exercises in the US. In a press release, NATO said the operation will, quote, demonstrate its ability to deploy forces rapidly from North America to reinforce the defense of Europe. NATO's treaty requires all members to come to each other's defense if attacked by a non-member.
0: The UK's British Museum and Victoria and Albert Museum are loaning 32 artefacts back to Ghana after they were stolen 150 years ago. The items will be returned to the African country under a long-term deal, which Ghana's chief negotiator said could mark a new sense of cultural cooperation.
1: And some Friday good news for you. In a world first, German scientists used IVF to successfully impregnate a white rhino, giving researchers hope endangered rhino populations could be saved. The pregnant southern white rhino is one of two subspecies of the white rhinoceros. The team's now going to attempt to replicate the procedure on the northern white rhino, of which there are only two remaining in the entire species. That's an incredible innovation. Lucy, it's so nice to have you back on the podcast today. So lots of countries have a national day. The US has the 4th of July to celebrate their independence from Britain. New Zealand has Waitangi Day commemorating the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi between Maori people and English colonizers. And we've got Australia Day. Can you walk us through first what exactly Australia Day commemorates?
0: So Australia has a national public holiday on the 26th of January because it's the anniversary of the day in 1788 that we think the First Fleet, so the collection of ships sent from Britain to set up a colony, including, of course, famously a prison, arrived on the land of the Gadigal people in what's now Circular Quay. Throughout the following 236 years, there's been different celebrations and different protests held commemorating this arrival, which marked the beginning of British colonisation. In fact, it actually wasn't until relatively recently that the date of the 26th of January was set aside as a national public holiday in all states and territories.
1: Yeah, I'm keen to get into that discussion of how... Australia Day came to be what it is today. But before we get there, tell me a little bit more about that day, 26th of January, 1788. So the first fleet sailed into Sydney Cove. Do we know anything else about that exact day?
0: We actually have quite a few first-hand accounts from people who were on ships in the First Fleet, certainly in terms of written records. I'm going to read out a little excerpt from a book called An Account of the English Colony of New South Wales by a man named David Collins who worked under Governor Arthur Phillip. Here's the excerpt. In the course of the day, so the 26th, sufficient ground was cleared for camping. In the evening of this day, a flag staff was purposely erected and a Union Jack displayed. Another first-hand account, this one from Daniel Southwell, who travelled with the First Fleet as well, has a different description of their arrival. Southwell said that as the ships came into the harbour, First Nations people were visible on the shore, quote, brandishing their spears as though to dispute our passage, and that they seemed frantic and agitated.
1: And so even from those first-hand accounts, we start to get a little bit of a sense of what Sydney Cove would have looked and felt like back in 1788. But here we are in 2024, and a public holiday today seems a long way from that day in 1788. In the couple of hundred years since, what's the history of the day up until today?
0: So, just 50 years down the track from 1788 in 1838, one of the biggest events that's ever taken place on this continent on the 26th of January was in northern New South Wales where police and settlers killed at least 40 Gamilaroi people in what's known as the Waterloo Creek Massacre. So that's on the 26th of January, 1838. And that massacre was just one in a series of violent attacks and clashes that we know as the Frontier Wars. They began in 1788 with the establishment of that colony and continued well into the 20th century. So British settlers were violently, often advancing the colony Colony across the country from the East Coast, and those First Nations communities resisted. It's estimated that as much as 90% of the pre-colonisation population was killed during these wars. And in 2020, Gamilaroi elder Polly Cutmore told the ABC the trauma continues on from that massacre.
1: I think what strikes a lot of Australians about today is just the contrast of the what the day can be as both a celebration or a day of mourning. And it seems like even back then there was a fairly split experience of the day. When did we start seeing more organized demonstrations of both celebration and mourning?
0: In 1888, so 100 years down the line, there were celebrations across the country, which of course was still just a collection of states and territories pre-Federation. And Wiradjuri writer Dr Anita Heiss has said that there were boycotts of celebrations by First Nations people even in 1888. But the first really organised demonstrations we started to see were on the 150th anniversary in 1938. So in Sydney in 1938, there was a reenactment of the first fleet's arrival, tall ships and people in colonial garb. uh, And at the same time, celebration organisers drove in First Nations men from Menindee, which is on Barkindji country, way out west in New South Wales, to perform in the reenactment, running away from Governor Arthur Phillip, or the reenactor, and appearing in a parade that was taken through the city. You can actually see footage of this on YouTube, although I would just advise any First Nations viewers not only would it possibly be distressing, but it's the faces and images of people who've died. Um, Accounts from these men's descendants, reported by the ABC, indicate that these men were traumatised by this experience. On the same day, in the same city as this was happening in 1938, there was a major First Nations led demonstration. It was called a Day of Mourning and Protest. Yorta Yorta man and civil rights activist Jack Patton is quoted as telling attendees, on this day, the white people are rejoicing, but we have no reason to rejoice. This land belonged to our forefathers 150 years ago, but today we're pushed further and further into the background. So from this point forward, from the 1930s, we started seeing a public holiday called Australia Day held around the 26th of January across the states and territories. Although, as I mentioned up top, it was only recently in 1994 that the 26th of January became a formal national public holiday.
1: And so here we are in 2024, so 30 years after it became a formal national public holiday. What can we expect to see around Australia today?
0: both celebrations and protests. There will be major Invasion Day rallies and marches in the capital cities. In Sydney, where we're recording this and also available on a live stream, there's the Yabun Festival with lots of First Nations artists set to perform. Around the country, in regional centres and in cities, there'll be barbecues, fairs, festivals, concerts, fireworks, I had a look in Canberra, there's a drone light show tonight. And of course, Until 2022, local councils were required to hold citizenship ceremonies, where people formally become citizens of Australia, on the 26th. Government data actually shows 70 councils have reported they're not holding ceremonies today, but there are over 500 local councils in Australia. So that's still quite a few citizenship ceremonies around the country.
1: Really appreciate you taking us on this journey through history, Lucy, and hope everybody has a meaningful day, whether there's celebrations or mourning. We're really keen to hear your thoughts on Australia Day. We've now polled the TDA audience over a couple of years, and it's really interesting to see some of those longer-term trends emerging from the audience. At the time of recording this, Lucy, we've got 11,000 responses to our poll, and that poll is still live on Instagram, but I'm also going to put a link to it in today's Show notes of this episode. We'd love to hear from you and for you to have your say. We'll be back again in your ears on Monday morning. Until then, have a wonderful weekend.
0: Ready? And this is the Daily off. This is the Daily off. This is the Daily Oz. Oh, now it makes sense.